super, super excited um, because the big dog is in the building. Um, the biggest of all the dogs, okay, who knows more about the dogs, um, is here, Coach Vic of the DB Lab. Um, we are going to take a dive into all things D1, right? Um, and I will start by asking him to tell us about you and your business, and then we will take a little bit of a deep dive into how we came to be in this space yes. together. Okay, so... Uh... Uh, I'm Coach Vic, founder of DB Lab. Uh, DB Lab is a specialized training program that focuses on developing athletes uh, from the ground up. Uh, we usually start uh, around 14, 12 or 14 years old, and we go all the way through D1, right? Uh, and if they want to go to NFL, we, we train those guys as well. So I train a high school, college, NFL guys. Uh, I'm a specialist at what I do, so it is the DB Lab. We don't do any other uh, position. Uh, I'm originally from uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Louisiana stand-up, uh, you know, so, uh, uh, you know, doing uh, purple and gold through and through. But nonetheless, um, you know, I, I came here uh, 11 years ago uh, pursuing my, my professional career in uh, football. Uh, and so I had a, a pretty good uh, professional career in, in arena football, had a couple NFL opportunities um, and uh, didn't quite work out for me. And so I wanted to uh, really just start uh, focusing on uh, my next step in life, and I knew that I like to coach and develop athletes, and uh, and that whole process of teaching, and so um, that's what I did, and uh, so now I'm here. Super dope. So um, Vic is probably no, Vic is the best DB trainer in all of California by and large. I don't know what y'all doing in the other states. There might be somebody out there. We don't know him yet. You're invited to come on and talk about your business as well. But um, Vic is my family, right? Vic, um, as he said, starts training kids at about the age of 14. He personally identified my son at a seven on seven tournament and was like, I got to fix this kid. Yeah. I got to fix him. And so, uh, he would originally started with this whole fix my DB concept. So if you're ever looking for someone that can help fix all of your iniquities when it comes to DB, if you are transitioning from the offensive side of the ball to the defensive side of the ball, you played receiver your whole life because your mama wanted to see you throw, you know, catch touchdowns. And that was a fantastic thing. But now you're in high school and you want to get on the field and you can transition that skill set. This is the absolute person that you should be um, contacting. He's super responsive um, on Instagram and Facebook and everywhere you can find any person. So um, hit him up at the DB lab, but we're going to talk about how we met. Yes. Um, and you training um, the number one DB in my life yes. and um, where you see this whole trend of a boys that transition to DB okay. a little bit later. Um, and if you think that they, it makes sense for kids to play DB really early on, because you don't have an eight year old yes. um, <laughs> that wants to be a DB. Yes. And so I'm like, do you, would you be open to looking at kids earlier? Does it make sense? Like, at what point should people be focused on the defensive side of the ball? Cool. Uh, so that's a good question. Um, right now, uh, the game has changed uh, in uh, in a crazy way. So I'm going to take you down a little path here. Just follow me. So what happens is that um, going on the times, gone are the times where athletes stay in college uh, all four years, right? 
And so what end up what ends up happening is uh, it all trickles. So at the, at the athletes come into college straight out of high school and they're looking to play. They have to play now. So now they're, they're, they're looking. The coaches are recruiting guys that's developed now. Excuse me. That uh, has the skill and that needs very little work to put them on the field now as freshmen because they need help, because they need depth, right? Because the athletes are now leaving early. They get three and out. You hear that a lot, right? So, um, and because they're three and out, it makes it, it put pressure, it puts a lot of pressure on the high school kids to be more developed uh, in their skill at their position and to focus more earlier on the one position uh, because they know now they, if they go to, uh, especially in D1, and when they go to a D1 uh, institution, they're going to have to be ready to play and help uh, and help out uh, in some form of fashion with their special teams was actually playing receiver, uh, you know, uh, in any form of fashion on the field. They're going to have to help out. And so uh, which then now puts pressure on the Pop Warner programs to have these kids specialize early at positions so then they can go into high school ready because uh, that uh, because now you need kids now to be ready because now kids are leaving high school a little early as well. So now you're starting to see kids leaving their junior year. You're starting to see kids leave uh, right as uh, right in December as soon as their senior year over with. And so, um, with looking at that, it puts a lot of pressure on these athletes and these these pop Warner coaches to develop these athletes early at a one posi- a, a particular position. And so, um, uh, with that being said, I do still believe that you know uh, all the kids should play every position up until about you know. 13, 14 years old, and then kind of really start focusing the horn and uh, uh, and narrowing down on what they really want to do and what they're looking to do. Okay. Talk to me about developing. Like, what does that mean? So I'm a mom. I got a six-year-old, you know, I don't, I don't know what to do with my six-year-old. I don't think any of us do, especially now at this point, yeah. um, since we have them all the time, but I have a six-year-old, a seven-year-old, an eight-year-old, 10-year-old, and I don't know if they're getting enough playing time. Maybe they are. Like, what does development mean for the DB? Okay, so good question. So uh, development means for DB is, first of all, we want to give them a, a broad, a broad uh, stroke of uh, football IQ uh, and, then, and then the lens, that from the lens of a deep, defensive back, right? So we want to teach them the game, and then we want to teach them the game from the lens of a defensive back in a very, in a very basic form. Uh, but then once, like, for example, if I have my, uh, you know, if you have an eight-year-old, um, I would tell him to keep, just keep playing right now, keep playing every position right now. But uh, once she gets to, you know, 13, 14 years old, then we, we, we brushing over, uh, you know, football IQ for the, for the defensive back lens, um, breaking down the technique and the, and the, the skill that's needed for that and the basic technique for that. So how to backpedal. Uh, how to get in the backpedal stance, what that's supposed to look like. What is a press stance and what that looks like. Uh, what is weave? You know, these basic defense of uh, back fundamentals uh, that every defensive back needs uh, that carries you throughout the throughout high school, college, and NFL, uh, wherever you want to go play. And so whatever level. So uh, we teach those basic fundamentals, and then we grow from there. We get more and more advanced uh, as the athlete uh, grows through the process and the program. Um, and so – uh, we've seen that when we get kids that uh, that starts with us at the age of 13 to 14, they really, uh, really have a nice peak. And they're not totally peaked out because they're still a kid, but they have a nice peak as far as what they understand and how they use uh, what we teach. 
at uh, as a sophomore. So about 15, 16, have a nice peak. Okay. So the peak would mean for most people that their kid could have a better potential at playing varsity earlier. And the game is much faster at varsity than it is. So the benefit of starting at 12, 13, 14 is that, you know, you can get on the field faster at varsity um, and be more effective in the position. Because it's a very, it's a serious position. Like I didn't know <laughs> that it was so technical, right? Yeah. And and you have to know a lot. And you, it is helpful to know the offensive side of the ball. Yes. Now let's talk about uh, the defensive side of the ball and the mindset of okay. the DB. Yes, you yes. have a theme, uh-huh. and it was one of the things that made me go, "Oh yeah, my son definitely needs to train with this guy. He needs to hear this stuff over and over and over again." Uh-huh. And it's one thing that um, I think the future D one needs to focus mm-hmm. a lot on is like. Finding coaches and helping parents and athletes find coaches and trainers that can trigger, yes, you know, find trigger points up here. You have to be exactly right. You have to be completely intentional on what you say because they need to be able to take whatever you've trained in their mind onto the field, right? And so you have this thing, like this beat your chest thing about Uh being a dog. What does that mean to you? So uh, for me, uh, a dog is a no nonsense type of athlete. Type of person, it's a personality. Yeah, uh, the personality can be fostered. You can foster that personality, um, but the kid has to, has to have it in them. But you can foster it though, and so it's a no nonsense type of personality. It's a highly competitive type of personality. It's a highly energetic type of personality, and it's uh you know it's uh it's a you know. It's a vicious personality. Yeah, you know, we don't yeah. play. You know, yeah. Play. There's a major intensity yes. in the dog mindset. Oh yeah, it, it is not for everybody. No. Um, but the trainer has to be intense too. You have to, you have to kind of either naturally be that way, yeah. um, and you are definitely naturally yeah. like super energetic, and you don't you're a no nonsense coach. No, you don't you don't take nothing. <laughs> Zero. Okay, yeah. you want it to be right every time, right? Yeah. And there's a reason for that. What is that reason? Uh, the reason is because. Um, all right. First of all, I, I, you know, and I'm a firm believer uh, for high, to be on a high level, right? Compete on a high level, and to teach on a high level. Yeah. You gotta embody that. Okay. Oh yeah. For right? sure. Yeah. So you gotta be that. You gotta wake up that way. You gotta sleep that way. You gotta eat that way. Yeah. And if that's the case, then I have to. Then, then I can teach that. Okay. See what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. To teach that, and they can take that and yep. they can apply that. Right. 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 And so right. that's 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 the reason. Why, that's kind of the reason why we would. Right. And so you do um, Technique Tuesdays where you look at film and then you critique the film or you talk about good things and try to create good habits. So it's always like a mental piece that you're feeding people. Um, Tell me about before the DB Lab. Okay. Okay. How you kind of formulated your skill set into this business Uh um, and opportunity for athletes to just literally change their game. Yes. So uh, basically... What happened was uh, I graduated from McNeese State University, a small division one in Louisiana. And I knew that I wanted to continue my career playing football. And um, I didn't have the greatest college film uh, because we had some things, some coach changes and things of that sort. Some things that I couldn't kind of control that was out of my control. And so, um, you know, I knew the only way I was going to do that, I had to get better. My skill was not what it needed to be. Okay. I was a super athlete. Okay. But I was not. I was a classic Louisiana you know, country boy, fast, big, and ugly. You know, yeah. I just had it in me, right? Yeah. But I needed the skill. And I needed the skill level to play where I wanted to play and where I envisioned myself. Okay. And so throughout that process, I um, uh, I was researching. Uh, I was playing arena football. I started playing arena football. But I was researching this guy, Mark Rinovich, uh, who was the creator of the NFL Combine. Okay. And so what I used to do with my scholarship money, 
uh, kind of off off a little bit, but it'll kind of bring it'll probably tie this all in. Yeah, let's go uh, back. Let's I, talk what, about what that. I do with my offense, my scholarship money in college was I would find I would go into Sports Illustrated. Okay. And I would find whoever's the new coach they're talking about, writing about. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I would go and I would contact them, email them. Right. Write a letter to them. Right. And ask them, could I come train with them? Wow. For free. Like, right. I'll, like I'll pay whatever I can pay with my scholarship money. Yeah. I'll, uh, and I'll come work with them if I need to. Yeah. And so that 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 uh, that January we get off from football. Yeah. I would go for a month. Wow. A three weeks or two weeks. I don't yeah. Know, let me stay. Yeah. And I would stay with them and I would train. I would learn. Wow. And so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, you did your own digging. You yeah. found your own way. Yeah. A lot of that is you, like you said, envisioning your future and creating a plan for yourself. Thanks. So we talk about that. That's like the brand, the yeah. future of D1, right? Like you have to be able to get up yeah. and figure it out. Thanks. Right. Now. They can leverage what they already know by working with people like you, um, by listening to podcasts, watching film, listening to their coach, if their coach is good. But a lot of it is individual. It is individual. Now, you can have a support system, and we hope that everybody does. We all know that, you know, some people, they're inequities and disadvantages, right? And so family structure can be different. Social economic structure can be different. But your coach... Your coach, mm-hmm. the system you play in, yes. may not be what develops you into being who you saw Thanks. yourself being. Yeah. How do parents or athletes mm-hmm. um, kind of identify mm-hmm. if they're in the right system, if mm-hmm. it's the right system for their playing style, if this school or coach or opportunity can get them to the next level? But let's take a break. I just really wish I had it. Because listen, if there's information out there. Mm-hmm. I would have found it. I yeah. could see I could see little things, you know, you could go online and you could search yeah. a bunch of stuff. But the NCAA recruiting process is a legal process. It's legal. It's a you legal are, process. Yes, it's not contract. it's not consumer friendly. <laughs> it's contracts. It's they got business. contract day deadlines to sign the contract, you're making commitments. Yes. You can't talk to anybody after you Back. commit to this when you in a marriage, some Come kind of on. crazy like all of it was just like yeah. you know you're on you want to be in the front of the roller coaster if you can because yeah. somehow it feels like you're controlling it, but you're not. You on the back holding on. You ain't even in a seatbelt. You're just like trying to navigate it yourself. Yeah, which is tough. No help from coaches usually. Coaches don't have time, especially if you're a coach mm-hmm. at a program when they're winning. Yeah. And you got to recruit athletes yeah, yeah. and you got to make sure all these kids get out. I think yeah. Dallas is a part of a class of like 13 yeah. or something crazy. That's a lot of boys to get out of a program in one sport. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a lot of seniors that's it about is. to leave. So like you got to get some people in there that's going to be able to play. You gotta, yeah. It's like they ain't thinking about you. They're like, you got it. You got they it. called you, right? <laughs> Did you get the paperwork? Yes, get out my face. <laughs> I'm not here to nurture you and love you. I'm here to coach Thanks. football, mm-hmm. you know, and that's. If it turns out where you get a D1 scholarship, that's the best case scenario. That's you can't have all of it. That's it. But like, show me the place where there's a coach and like a like a psychologist or like a therapist. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a piece. Yeah. If I could wave a magic wand yeah. and go, think, I'd put a therapist in these programs. So I'll tell you, you know, that the kids in can. My, in my program, yeah. it wasn't a part of the football program. Yeah. But, we, it, but it was given to us for free. Mm-hmm. Which single, one of the single handed things. Almost, I mean, almost single-handedly changed my life. Having a therapist, yeah. but not till you went to college. Oh yeah, I had college. You yeah. got to college and they had a therapist yeah. there. Yeah. But like in high school, high school be crazy. Well, when, you need it. 
We need it in high school. The whole world of mental health, yeah. the whole theme of yeah. mental health, this new thing that people are calling, oh, this is anxiety, and people are it. calling it what it is. We had anxiety too. Yeah. We didn't call it that. We didn't. We were not empowered to say, "I'm feeling I, anxious. I'm feeling depressed. I'm having. I'm like, I'm having an off day. This is a up day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or I, I, I have this thing. I can't sleep. I was just like, mm-hmm. I couldn't sleep. I didn't sleep last night. But really, I had crazy anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just about trying to understand: Am I making the right decision? Am I helping my kid the right way? Lord, help him help himself. Mm-hmm. Like, how in the world are we gonna do this? Get through this? What does the other side of it look like? Right. You know, and, and I don't want nobody to play me because I'm a G. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I tell go. people I'm a G. Yeah. And listen, parents. Oh, we already even recorded. That's okay. Uh, I tell parents, you know, I don't, don't, don't play me. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't let the pageant smile fool yeah, you. Yeah. I'm a whole G. Yes, okay. Yeah, and so don't think that you're just going to like pet the back of my head. Mm-hmm single mother, that's okay. We got them. And you just going to get them up out of here because that will get you kicked out of my house. Okay? Because that's not the situation. But it's still, even though I am really a confident person, I still have anxiety. I still have struggles. So you think that the athletes don't have that? With the pressure of somebody telling them when to tackle, you know what I'm saying? When to suit up, when to be game ready. That takes a lot of time and practice and there is no person that helps them through. There's a person who put a bandaid on your cut there. They will tape your ankles up to be preventative of things, but there's no person that's like, let me make sure your mind is right. How you manage in this process? You know what I'm saying? That's third party. That's crazy. I went from, I went from my sophomore year in college being academically ineligible, Mm. being kicked out of school, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. To allow me to come back Going to my sophomore, my sophomore year, had a little situation where my teacher told me I should go and get this counseling stuff. I did. Wow. Changed my life. Wow. The next year, the next semester, the next semester, I was on the dean's list at 3.6 UPA. And from that point on, it changed my life. That was it. You just needed a I therapist. Just, you needed somebody else to talk to to yes. process what was happening with you. Process the information. Oh, my goodness. You know, uh, categorize what's going on. Yeah. Help you, know, you see it. Give me tools to, yeah. to, to, to know how to handle it. It's not... So the tools is not going to be like, well, you, it's going to wipe it away. Right. It's going to show you how to, if it shows up, this is how you do it. It's how you handle it. It's right. Yeah, it's how do we get that happening tomorrow? Yeah, maybe yeah. I need to, I'm maybe, you know what? Um, the first coach that I learned anything about mindset from was Chris Thomas. Oh, yeah. I think I told you about him. Uh-huh. So Chris Thomas is a receiver trainer. I call him the receiver guru. Out here. Out, out in a Thousand Oaksy area, Newberry uh-huh. Park area. And the most impactful thing about him, there's a lot of things that he he really helped get us from where I was as a mom who's a newly single mother, gotcha. right? And where Dallas was, my child was mentally. Gotcha. He's the first person who said, you know, have a short-term memory. This is how you're going to be effective in this position. Gotcha. And I remember thinking, yeah, <laughs> th- that, you know, that's what, why, where were you five years ago? You know, you have to have a short-term memory. That's going to help you. And I remember thinking, goodness gracious, if it was, I wish I knew somebody, you know, but obviously the timing of things, God's plan, all that, like it needed to happen. Really, it was very timely for us, but like, I thought how crazy would this have been if I knew this when he was five? 
first of all, I wouldn't be tripping because, no. you know, we feel all this pressure for them yeah. to perform. You're not prepared. You're not prepared. You don't even know what to say or think. But I thought, wow, but he has made it through. He went to junior college. Mm-hmm. He went to college. He went pro. Yeah. You know, he got the ring. He's wow. seen all sides of it. And so I think when you see all sides of it, you just have so much more perspective yes. you can teach from. Yes. Like that's part of why you are who you are in your program. Yeah. You're like, I know all the pieces. You know the struggle inside of it. You know what it can look like on the outside yes. of it. But you know it's worth it. Yes, it's worth sure. it. For sure. It's worth it. So let's talk about the three things. Mm-hmm. Three things that you feel like any DB needs to be effective. If you could say three things, okay. you got to have these three. If you want to be a D1 recruit, okay. what are they? You got to be a dog. You got to have a killer instinct. Killer instinct, baby. Number one. Um, I'm going to say this now. You got to have you got to have a sense of speed or, uh, or uh, spatial spatial. Uh, quickness, awareness, uh, special quickness. Like you gotta be quick, okay? Quick, quick in, in, smalls, in small. That's spaces. all. Okay, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quick, quick in small spaces. Yeah, I would say that. So, dog, quick in small spaces, and um, mm, the other one, uh, you gotta be, you gotta be pretty athletic, though. You do have to be pretty athletic. Okay, you know, you're a D1 DB. Yeah. Now, some other things that goes in there, you know, I'll say, you know, uh, you know, I'll say three, but it's, I'll say, you can add a four. Add a four. Um. Uh, you know, if you want to go D1, you got to have the measurables to go D1, all right? Uh, now, we're talking about uh, Miss Taylor, uh, a son. He is a 6'3 corner, okay? Now, every corner has to be 6'3, uh, but you're going to have to be, if you want to go D1, you got to be 5'10 or taller to, go, to, to be D1 and have those things I just told you about. So, you definitely got this special talent. Can anybody be a D1 cornerback? Uh, Okay, measurables. I try to not talk about this because it's the one thing we can't control, but yes, I'm yes. glad you brought it up. <laughs> um, let's talk about measurables. Uh-huh. What does a D1 cornerback look like? Um, it, that changes every 10 years. Uh, it's a 10-year cycle usually. But right now, the the, the time we're in, the, D, the, the D1 cornerback is a 5'11 to 6'1 cornerback um, that, uh, that has really – Quick feet, um, that is long, like really long arms, um, and uh, that's you know, and a dog, you know. Basically, the receivers that 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 was a typical receivers ten years, uh, ten to fifteen years ago was a you know those type of guys are now corners. So those six one receivers now are corners now, and now the receivers have gotten bigger. So the receivers now are you know six four, six three type of deal. You know, uh, six five receivers now. So that's kind of how it evolved. Okay, six five, six four, six five. I call six four the magic number. I feel yeah. like if you're six four, you're automatically a four star. That's, that's pretty. I feel like right you a freshman. You six four, four oh, yeah. stars. Yeah. Yeah. Like we'll just project that right now, and you've never two in a country. Yeah. We'll see you play two downs of varsity, exactly. and then you're number one. Um, so the ranking system, there are yes. some flaws. Yeah. Oh, lots of flaws. <laughs> Lots of flaws. The flaws in the ranking system, but it causes so much pressure. It does. On the babies, mm-hmm. right? Because, like, they're just trying to be, you know, yeah. they want to be amongst their peer group. Yes. And yes. I'm like, I know this kid. I used to tackle him. He yeah. cried at practice He's when we were saying. 10. Yeah. He's still crying, right? <laughs> and how am I not ranked? How do athletes get ranked? Besides this whole political process, can they just play and be dope and get ranked? No. Okay. Do you hear that? No. No. 
The answer is no. no. It's far bigger, it's way bigger than just you being a dope athlete. It's a business. It's business. Okay. Okay. And so what happens is is that there's a there's a clear gap between you know high school and, and then getting to college, right? Yeah. This this gap in between there is it's not a fluid gap. And uh so you come from being this kid that's love the game, right? And all this stuff, and this parent that loves the game, loves seeing your son play. Uh, your athlete play, and then you're trying to get into this college world, and you got all these other things that's in their rankings and all this type of stuff. That is a real, that's a business, that's a corporate world that a 17, 18 year old kid has to play brand new, you know, mm. mom that's brand new to this. Right. You know, that dad has to play this game. They don't have no idea. Right. This game. So, right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what it is. Very highly political. Um, you know, I just had one of my kids who was on his way to being a four or five star. Yeah. Um, but because we didn't, he didn't tap the political uh, thing like he needed to. They dropped his rankings, and you know, but he's going to go to a major, major, major uh, program. Program, but he just program. see. Okay, so don't think about rankings. Don't think about please don't think about rankings. Ball out, yes. Develop. Go to college. Go to college. Go D one. Go D one. Yeah. Go. Ball out. Yeah. Do your best at being the best in your skill set. Uh, don't be afraid to change sides of the ball. There you go. Okay. I know a lot of athletes. My son, I was very grateful. He was like, I'll do it. I, I want to play. So okay, I'll, yeah. I'll switch. But there are athletes who are like, I don't want to be this. Uh, I don't want to be that. And they end up missing out on their opportunity yeah. because they want their way. Right? How, if if there, is there even a way for, for coaches to go, look, this is how we're going to empower you in this position. Yeah. And if it means you're going to go to college for free, shut up. And be quiet. Okay. So, that's a big. That's a big one. Um, a lot of times, you know, parents mostly because um, they really at the, at the at the age of coming becoming a freshman and a, and a sophomore in high school, the parents really have that influence of what they want to see a kid play, right? Right. And then the kid take on that, right? That, that, uh, Fulfilling. Yes, want to fulfill that prophecy. Yes. 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 Um, but um, you know, usually these coaches, eighty percent of these coaches. They at least know what a D one athletes look like. Okay. At a certain position. Right. Right. And so if you were if you were uh, a six one receiver, but you can't catch that that good, mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. and your coach telling you, man, if you go to the defensive side of the ball, you'll be a D one guy, and you just still want to play, you know, you're not catching. And then once you once you get in the game, she's not throwing you the ball because you don't catch the ball. Right. You get mad at him. Right. You want to transfer and all that other stuff. <laughs> right. right? If you just listen to the coach, usually if you listen to the coach, you will get where you want to go. Right. When it comes to changing positions. Right. Okay. If you're not catching the ball, get an eye exam. <laughs> no, that seriously. Facts. Listen. That listen. Facts. I'm not going to say I know everything, but I will say that I know this and maybe I'll have That's an optometrist right. join us to talk yeah, about that awesome. a little bit. Yeah. But like, if your kid isn't catching the ball mm-hmm. and you've seen them catch. Yeah. You were throwing the ball to them when they were one, two, three, four, nine, ten, twelve, right? And they're not catching the ball. They probably need an eye exam. Yeah. I just found this out after my son went to college. Yeah. I wish I had known. But like, <laughs> listen, please, parents, don't presume they're under too much pressure. Don't presume that they ain't throwing the ball enough. Don't presume they're not being developed enough. Their hands didn't get hard over the summer. Thanks. Okay, I've heard that. I used to be like, hands got hard. He got too many calluses on his hands. I was like, that ain't why you ain't catching. The the ball was open. You didn't even go where the ball was, sir. Okay, he wasn't even in this. He wasn't even, it wasn't, go go gadget arms, maybe would have got the ball. But like, he wasn't even in the right position to catch the ball. So that's an eye thing. 
Facts. Get an eye exam. And then if you know what I'm saying, you get the eye exam and you still ain't catching the ball, then you know, go ahead and switch. Exactly. Go ahead and make that switch. <laughs> make that switch. Okay. Now we learned a lot about D1 processes, some things people know to be focused on. Really hover, hover, hone is the word I want to use. Hone in on the dog. Mm. Who is the dog? You said intensity. What does that mean? What does intensity mean as a DB? Does that mean you tackle everybody? Does that mean you are a ball hog? Does that mean the receiver catches nothing on you? Or does that mean the receiver catches some things on you? Like what does being an intense DB, full-blown, full-bred dog mean? If I had to say it in one word, you have to be highly, highly, highly competitive. Ah. And if you are, you bring your emotions with you. Okay. So then that, okay, so that, that is a very interesting point. So measurables. Yeah. That can be the thing, that yeah. how competitive you are. You could be a 5'9 dude and play like you 6'5", okay? Or you could be a 6'5 dude and be lazy and, and don't ever want to leave the ground. Awesome. How competitive awesome. you are. Yeah. How do parents help athletes who are at home, mm. usually, very used to being in a team, you know, having a, a group, a fraternity or brothers in their sport or fraternity as sisters, sorority, excuse me, as sisters, yeah. you know what I'm saying, in their sport. Now they're at home by themselves. Mm. How do you train yourself to maintain that like competitive thing? Mm-hmm. Remain like it just feels very hard for yes, me. For sure. To even, I can't even find the words to say it properly, but like yeah. I think you understand what I'm saying. I'm trying to understand how we can help athletes just really foster and nurture their yeah. competitive mindset yeah. right, now, right now outside of video games. Yeah. That's a good one. So okay. So um I come up with games with my son. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. we have games like simple games. Like uh when we were coming home from the store, we race to the car. We race to the uh, we race to the uh, to the door. Okay. We race to the elevator. Okay. You know? Yes. So yes. Yes. Keeping you know, them focused on timing. Yeah. He don't even know he's. He don't even know he. Re- okay. Yeah, there you go. Yes. So right? just naturally. So, okay. Yeah. So yep. I, I do little small games like that. Um, we try to find other little games we can play amongst amongst us. Yeah. Um, that type of deal. Yeah. Um, if you don't like video games, then. You know, uh, you can do it through working out. So if y'all working out in the house together, right? Right. We're doing push-ups. Uh, we do a card. You can do a card game push-ups. You pull a card out. Say, okay, we're doing. Uh, this is. I got a ten of uh, diamonds. Right. So now we got to do diamond push-ups. Ten of them. Okay, you and the the parent. Okay, the parent yeah. and the athlete so, so should do it thing, together. Right, so this thing. All right. So the kid is only gonna do what he sees. What he sees. Okay. Talk about ages for this specific thing, please. Okay, yeah. So if I'm, I would do that from, you know, five to whenever, five to five to twenty. Yeah, if they'll let you, if they would, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Actually, it'll become a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would just keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have always felt like you know I. Dallas ran track. A lot of boys that we know that went D1 ran yes, track. Yes. Right? I feel like D going D1, mm-hmm. a huge part of that narrative mm-hmm. is how fast you are. Max. Right? And Max. you better run track. Because coaches are always like, I want a guy who does two sports. Mm-hmm. And parents no. are like, we got to make up for these fall grades <laughs> in the spring. We already... Right, we, but I need somebody to do two sports. He's like, but I need to make up these grades. But like, he's not fast enough. And then it's yeah. like, it's not about being fast enough. Mm-hmm. Maintaining competitiveness. Right? Yes. Always just out there competing man to man. Now, you might have to take some L's in oh, yeah, track, but it's going to build your body yeah. in a way, build your mindset. Tra- now, yeah. we can't do any of that stuff right now. But one thing I know, mm-hmm. for me as a parent, 
the one thing that I did that made me look at my son and go, this boy got something mm. that's really special yeah. is I did his track workouts with his track team there you go. when he was like 11. That's how you do it. Listen, listen, I wasn't sure I was going to make it. <laughs> I, I I actually saw like a flicker of light. Like this is real, like for real, like a light, like a mirage appeared. And I was like, let me sit myself. <laughs> Girl, you can't do this. Yeah. I was like, I'm in my 30s. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I still, yeah. I'm still kind of cute. I might be able yeah. to get it back. Listen, yeah. I was like, is that the light? But the scoreboard was over here. I was like, oh, no. Yes. Oh, you didn't got dizzy, sis. Yep. And you yeah. are even at the stretching part yeah. of the workout. I was like, oh, my goodness. These kids are working yes. their yep. butts off. Thanks. So I highly suggest... Work out with your baby. You want to know yes. if they're a dog or not? Do the workout they do. do. Work out with them. See, see if you can get through it. Yes. See if you see the light. Now. I saw please, the light. Please don't consistently quit in front of them, though. Oh. I didn't quit now. No, 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 no. I no, was no, slow. No, no, no. no. Uh, well, said, well, no. This is what I'm trying to get at. This is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. So what I'm trying to get at is kids will follow you. Okay, yeah. So you're doing a workout with a track workout with him. You're around. Like, no, that's, that's Dallas cool. was like, that. come on. I'm just talking about when y'all when y'all doing y'all one on one, whatever y'all oh, doing. Oh, don't quit. Don't quit around. Right. Ooh, that's a big one. So you got if you're gonna do it, you gotta be committed to committed finishing to it. it. Or just be on the sideline. Right, right, right. You know, right, right, right. Say, Keep going, but don't yeah. quit. Don't start I'm gonna take a breath. Right. I remember my son running past me and going, Come on, mom. And I was yeah. like, Give me some time. I need oxygen. He's going to probably start beating me here soon. So, Ooh, is know. he finna do it? Yeah. Is he finna do it? Yeah. Uh, if you, when you get to meet uh, Big Son, <laughs> at some point you will. Uh, Izzy is was super tiny like two years ago, yeah. but he has this huge barrel chest, yeah. like a whole chest yeah. plate. And I'm like, I looked at my son in high school and I was like, how the baby got a chest plate? He born with a chest plate, child. He going to yeah. be a big dude. Like, yeah. that ain't going to be no small potatoes. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Nutrition. Gotcha. Okay. Very important. We're all at home. We are all, we've been in our refrigerators. Mm -hmm. We're all getting our essentials and our essentials include Doritos, the Cool Ranch kind, microwave popcorn. Corn, oh um, all of the all of the snack mixes with the M and M's in yeah. it. We're probably not being as conscious, no. which isn't the worst thing. No, it's okay to gain a little bit of weight. Yeah. Um, but what are the most important things you think? If there's one or two that uh -huh. athletes should be making sure that they get into their diet every day? Uh, good question. Uh, first and foremost, um, you definitely got to get the multivitamins in. Ah. You have to get those in every day. Why? Because they regulate everything else in your body. Yeah. If you're trying to gain weight and you're missing some type of minerals, you yes. gain weight. Yeah, my son went to went to college and then they did his blood work and they were like, you're vitamin D deficient. And I was offended. <laughs> like, I buy him vitamin D cereal. All the <laughs> That's not what we mean, that sis. Mean, right. His bone so, density, sis. Let's like focus a different yeah, way. But so, yeah. So exactly. So you see what happens there. So you definitely want to make sure you get your multivitamin in every day. Yep. And you want to get in water every day. Ah. And if you're a kid that's, that's trying to gain weight, you got to eat at least six times a day. Uh, if you're a kid that's trying to lose weight, uh, you just take in less calories, okay? Yeah. And you can you can find those pretty easy. But you have to get the multivitamin in every day. Uh, and, and, and you have to get in uh, the water every day because it regulates everything else. Okay. Listen, I was going to say protein because that's just how I don't. Yeah, yeah. And I'm always like drink water. I'm very fortunate. My kids are... They're from here, so we drink water. Uh, yeah. Everybody drinks water here. But um, those are two fantastic statements because yeah, well, we take vitamins, but like I don't even think about it being a part of the nutrition. I just feel like we take vitamins, but you you're go. absolutely right. They got to be super mindful and make sure they're doing that with purpose and intensity every day. Yes. Every day. Like 
you know, you're absolutely it. right. Because even if it's protein, wherever it is, you take you your body won't absorb it if you don't have the right minerals. Right. Right. Okay. That's dope. That's super game. Okay. Let's talk about um conferences. All right, here we go. NCAA conferences. Okay. Mm-hmm. We live in the land of Pac-12. Yes, we do. So we see a huge pass of the Pac-12 coaches. Yes. Athletes are very fortunate here. They get to see them a lot. Yes. Okay. What do you think, or is there a conference that produces the best DBs past D1? Yes. A. Um, and B, does it make sense to try to recruit yourself into a conference? Like you're recruiting the coaches yeah. from specific conferences yeah. based on being a DB. Yeah. How does that work? Tell me. Yeah. So um, basically, if you're in the process, you've been recruited, you're talking to coaches, um, usually certain conferences don't really go too far across the country, especially if they're in a, 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 a athletic rich type of region. Okay. The most, as, okay. Let's talk about that for a yeah, second. Let me, let me just do a little segue of the athletic rich yeah. parts of the country. Yeah. So um, at some point I'm going to have a map up here, but you see, we got signs falling on the ground. Child. We got to figure it all out. <laughs> but um, I am biased. Uh-huh. I own my bias. You know what I'm saying? I own my bias. I am originally from Cleveland. Okay. Okay. So I know how they recruit there, but I don't live there. I have my kids there. So, you know, my children are palm tree babies. And I feel like our babies are different than kids from other parts of the country. I don't care where it is. I feel like California is on an island. I feel like California is an island and our kids just grow different. They're just different. But when you say um, athletically rich, yes. where are you specifically speaking of? Uh, Southwest. Of course, he is. Yes. See how you see how people from, no, but you see how people talk. You see, he he meant to say the Florida people, but that's okay. No, so listen, let's talk so about this. Florida, like Louisiana, Georgia. Like let's talk so, about it. So, and this is why I say that. Okay, so you're from Louisiana. From Louisiana you have so a I, real. I you know better. Okay. Yes, right? so yeah. I've been all over the world. I've been all over the country for sure. Yeah. I played for arena football all over the country. I've, I've coached and trained all over the country. Yeah. And so um, what I find, and I am from there, so I have a, some sense of a bias, right? But I'm, I am definitely talking to you from a, a really broad kind of like Professional perspective, yeah. Yeah, okay. professional perspective yeah. here. Yeah. Um, you know, down there, um, I mean, it's just, that's what they do. It's just, that's it. That's football, it. You know, right? Football, so, okay. Football, it's cultural down yes. there. Okay, so here so, we so don't, here, okay. Yeah. More, in, in Cali, you have a more well-rounded kid. Yeah. Um, these kids are super intelligent. They do all different things. Mo- diverse. Yes, 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 that's very, what. Very diverse, Allende, very who you culture. know, said that exact same yeah, thing. He said culture. the kids here have so much to do. Yes. There's so much to do here. Yeah. And in other places, you just don't. You just don't have that. Right. right? And which is. Which I love this aspect of the, the, these kids here in Cali because because they are so cultured, yeah. Because they uh, they are so um, so exposed, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, so you can have real conversation with these kids. These kids are raised. Most of the kids are raised raised right, right. Know? Yeah, so it's really cool. So, um, but yeah, but when you get down south, that's it. That's this culture. It's, it's, the, the whole it's part of the whole down. thing. It's just part of the yeah. lifestyle of being yeah, down there. Exactly. Okay, Your granddaddy, granddaddy, great granddaddy, granddaddy, wow. Granddaddy, that type of stuff. Okay, yeah. Okay, yep. So now I am an athlete. I live in South Dakota. Okay. I'm a running back. Okay. I'm a DB. I'm a receiver. Okay. I have not seen a college coach on my campus except to come pick up a lineman or two. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. What do I do? How do I get myself recruited into one of these conferences? So first you want to 
hopefully you got a relationship with your head coach and your head coach has those relationships. What if which, they don't? Which, well, I'll tell you this, which 70% of the time they don't have those relationships. Okay. What you have to do is you have to take it in your own hands. You have to go and you go to these camps. Right. These, uh, these college uh, uh, summer camps. Okay. So, so the summer camp you think is important. Very you know, like the junior invite camps, yes. those exposure camps. Yes. It makes sense to parents, parents, yes. invest the money. You got to invest the money. You got to invest Save the money. money okay. Invest the money to yes. go to these regional camps. So you can, yes. A, see the competition. Yes. See the competition. Like. Right. Know who, know what it looks like. Know who the names are yes. outside of Twitter. Get your eyes on them. Yes. Right. And then also... Just see what these other places look like and how, why coaches are going to see these athletes. Because, you know, that was a big thing for me. I went to a USC camp with my son and a UCLA camp my, the same day. Oh, wow. That's how they played us. Mm-hmm. They put us, you know, they made you like kind of decide, oh, you know. Yeah, so we, we were like go, go. sneaking out of one and going to the other. And I remember thinking, wow, like this is who they're recruiting. This is who they're recruiting. They're the same. Same people. They want the same humans. There you go. Okay. Now, what if I don't like those humans? What if I'm shorter, taller, chubbier, long? Yeah. Like, how yeah. do I become a part of what people typically that, recruit? That type of thing. So, uh, like you stated before, you got to get down there and see what it looks like. Yeah. See those athletes moving like that type of stuff. Yeah. Once you see that, then if you're not that far from it, if you don't have any, like, if you're not just shorter, if you're the same height as those guys and kind of around the same measurables, but you got to get more fitter, you got to run track a little more. Yeah. And you know, you, now you can take those notes and go back to Use it for your plan of exactly. action. Use exactly. that. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's an experiment. Exactly. You got to, it it's an experiment. You got to go see where your yes. dog fits in the race. There you go. Parents, go see where your dog fits in the race. Exactly. It's super important. Yeah. It's super important. Yeah. It's going to help their confidence because yes. they might be ahead. If they're not ahead, it's going to create some competitiveness to close mm-hmm. those gaps. Yes. But you got to know what your gaps are and be honest about there that, especially Don't right now. It. Don't. Don't hide it. Go Don't out there. Don't show them and hide it because then you, they won't go to college. Okay. So then once you see that, so I would I would always start them off with going to a major D1. Yes. Yes. Why? Because you want to see what that looks like. Yes. So if you're in uh, if you're in Idaho or something like that, you don't have a lot of colleges there. Then go to a place where it's going to be college rich. Go to a state where it's going to be college rich. Yeah. Go to go to uh, Florida. Yeah. Know? Why not? Go, yeah. Go, go to go Texas. Right go to Texas. Yeah. Because now you can hit within an hour, two hours, you can hit about five or six, ten colleges. Yeah. And go to go to I will go to each level. I go to major power five college. Yeah. I will go to a mid major, which which is considered a group of five. Yeah. Which is like a. a Boise State, Boise State um, University of Houston, Louisiana Tech, Louisiana Tech yeah, pop, kind of the six to ten. Yes, right, those type of deals. Yeah. Then you want to go to a one double A college. You want to go to a, uh, uh, you know, what's a one double A college? Uh, Mutiny State, where I went. Okay. Uh, you want to go to, uh, you want to go to, uh, what's another one? Um, South Dakota State. Okay. Maybe those type of those are the those okay one double A's. Then you want to go to some D two stuff. You want to go to Amherst. Yes. You want to go to those type of things. Yeah, yeah. You want to go to, uh, you know, those type of, uh, I think we have another one that's, uh, I forgot it's called. But But diversify, but plan to go. You got to go get yourself seen. Yes. You got to go see the competition. And go to all those because you so then you know what level you fit in. Right, right, right. Maybe you're a D2 guy. But if you work really hard, you can be a you can be a, a one double A guy. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah, and I mean, we talk about being the future D one, but we don't poo poo the D two. Oh, no, the D two is dope. The D two, the, honestly, the difference is really just monetary and business. There you go. It really doesn't That's mean nice. you know. People go, oh, you're not gonna go pro, but it's like 
so few kids going pro anyway, anyway. In D1. That, right in D1 in D1 so that shouldn't be the that shouldn't exactly. be your positioning about exactly. how you choose D2 there are some excellent D3 schools just tiny schools you know what I'm saying yes. but but in terms of education you're gonna come out you're gonna have a job yeah, you're gonna be you employed go, you, you can come and you can go coach somewhere if yeah. you want if the football thing exactly. doesn't work out for you because there is an end to football regardless no matter what, how you know, you go, this, this is, there, there's going to be at some point where you end your career as an athlete earlier than you want to, because the body and the mind don't always work in concert. And so planning for the future, mm-hmm. right? Planning for the future. Athletes go D1. It's not working out as they planned. Mm, all right. Okay. Often. Let's, it's, it's a part of my life. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the pivot. Okay. The power pivot. Yes. Options, mm-hmm. things they could do. Yeah. Um, if they've never ever had one-to-one training with mm-hmm. someone like you, is that a good time for them to reach out? Yes. Okay. So yes. if you're in college, you mm-hmm. get there, you've landed. Okay. Yes. You got all the whole 200 piece yeah. athletic set kit. They give you, <laughs> you're struggling academically or athletically. Yes. You know, you're playing with 24 year old boys, men. Men, grown ups, yes. grown ups with children and fam. <laughs> speak on it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're playing with men that grew their full beard because yeah. they are men and you're 18, 19 years old, you know, and it's not working out for you. Mm-hmm. The pivot. Yeah. Is that a power move in your opinion? Yeah, I think it is. A power okay. Move. Yeah. You got to know, first of all, you got to, once you know. That you aren't a good fit or the yes. program's not a good you're fit, you, you're not feeling you good about it. Yes. So I said the plan out. Yes. Whether that's I'm gonna I'm gonna go go to JUCO. Yes. And then go 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 back D one. Yes. Or I'm gonna go just transfer to another, another university. Yes. You got you got to set a plan together. Yes. Figure it out. Yes. And and now when it comes to uh, transferring though, um, and I'm gonna tell you this, coaches really don't want to hear that you're gonna transfer. So you can't just like go to a coach and be like, hey, coach, I'm gonna, I'm gonna can you help me out? This ain't working out. Yeah. I'm out of here. I'm you you can't here. break up with your no. university this because you're business. having a bad day. So. Yes. Be mindful. Be mindful. Be very mindful. Yeah. Part of your strategy yes. in, in pivoting, it mm-hmm. shouldn't be impulsive. Yes, it shouldn't exactly. be I had two bad practices. It shouldn't be I got a bad grade on this exactly. test. I got to do more tutoring. It shouldn't be because I've been suspended or punished yes. or whatever. It really has to be like, what is the best thing for me past this? And I see I'm here now. I see these dudes at the DBs mm-hmm. and I am the last one. Self-actualization, self-realization yes. is a very important, right. very important tool. It's okay to accept yes. that you aren't where other people are. If I were in that position and I saw people that were just like yes. better, mm-hmm. the best thing for them to do is reach out to somebody that can help them. Yes. So subscribe to a program in yeah. addition to what you're getting there in yes. person. You have to, yes, sacrifice the hour of sleep to study another program. Subscribe to a yeah. tool like you offer yeah. kids globally. Yes. If you yeah. have internet access. Yeah. Right. They can tune in and go, let me what the heck just happened to me in practice today? Yes. I got to fix this. And when I come back on Monday, you better be ready. Yeah. We're going to do something. So to add on to that, to piggyback off of that, you know, before you decide you want to leave, please go and reach out to somebody that at your position that's a specialist. Yes. That can can add to what you're doing. Yes. Because now in D1, it's so hard for coaches to develop their athletes and their talent. They got to recruit so dang on. Yes. And so they have to be gone all the time. They're so gone. They to develop you. So right. you definitely should reach out before you decide to leave, for sure. Reach out to a specialist at your position. Right. Wherever you are across the country. Subscribe to a program, of course, like ours. Yeah. Uh, How can they subscribe? Online. Can you talk uh, about that? Yeah. So you can subscribe. You can go to my IG page, uh, the DB Lab. So it's uh, T H E, uh, 
db dog boy uh, lab lab uh, at db lab uh, on ig uh, go to my bio there you can subscribe there you can go to the website uh, at the db lab.com so it's at the db lab.com yep. uh, and you can go there as well we uh, and you can become the part of the online program there as well and you can people can send you film they can go to yes. the go to their coaches get their practice yes. film send, send it, it to you yes. you will critique it yes. you will send it back to them yes. give them the, some tools some additional there things to to help them be a dog yes but listen your mama can't do this part for you nah, you, you get a check yeah, you, you know. get it now now it's not your parents steering yeah, wait, the wait, car yeah okay so now you get a little check you need to reinvest your resources yeah. you don't need a new video game uh, new, new jordans new you don't game. need no jordans you, you need know. to invest into improving your yes, skill set yes. if you want to play yes. don't give up on yourself That's it. proclaim your future every day even when it's a bad day Right, just stay in it, stay in it, and it doesn't always work out, yes. right? It doesn't, and that's okay. That's okay. That's okay because as long as you're competitive, you're gonna be competitive in life, right. and yeah. you're gonna be okay at the end of the day. If there's anything that you can offer kids today, like you know, I'm at home. It's Friday. Mm -hmm. Mama finna order some pizza for me. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I, I had to take a test today, and I studied for it yesterday, mm -hmm. and I'm just woe out. Yeah. What should they get their ass up and do <laughs> today, right now? Right now, uh, right now, first and foremost, get up right now and figure out your great situation with the uh, NCAA. Absolutely. Right? Go to the NCAA Clearinghouse website, figure that thing out. Yeah. Uh, see what you need to do there. Um, um, also, um, you know, set a plan for 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 your uh, travels when all this stuff happens. Stuff is over. Yeah. See if you can get get some uh, some some camps. They're gonna still be having some camps. Yeah. Uh, if not. Go to the websites and grab off these emails of these uh, recruiting uh, coordinators at these schools. Exactly. Start emailing them your film. Yes. Um, and then also uh, finish off today with a nice little cherry on top and do some work. Do right? some work. Period. Right. Right. In one place, I will tell you do uh, ten times ten burpees. Oh, not burpees. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're gonna take a quick little break and then we're gonna wrap our interview. Um, I think it's important for you to know what Vic saw in my athlete. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I'm. Yeah. I'll let you share it because cold as you can yeah. so that people understand why we're talking about Vic is my guy. Vic is our guy. Vic is the guy. Um, but I want for parents to hear the story of how he trained my athlete and what he did and the shifts that he saw in training a kid that was lanky mm -hmm. and kind of competitive, yeah. pseudo competitive, but maybe sometimes too nice and too uh -huh. friendly. And, you know, how you saw that, saw the potential mm -hmm. and where we are today. Here we go. So, um, so basically, um, you know, Dallas is a son. So I went to the seven on seven deal. I don't have a seven on seven team, but I go because a lot of my athletes play there and I had about four or five athletes there at the time. And, um, you know, I'm watching every kid. I still, I'm, a, I'm still a trainer at heart. I'm a teacher at heart. So besides me watching my kids, I'm watching other people's kids too, right? So I'm watching the kids, and I see this long, this lanky kid, really athletic. I'm like, man, who is that kid? And he wasn't starting at the time. He wasn't starting on seven on seventeen. I'm like, what's kid not starting? Like, what's going on? And so um, I hit one of my my kids' uh, parents up, and I was like, look, I, who is this kid? Ask my because ask Chris, who is this kid? I want to talk to this kid. And so uh, he's like, oh, that's a, that's a young day. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And, um, and I was like, um, I was like, man, I want to train that kid. So I, 
I got an opportunity to talk to the kid, Dallas, and uh, he was like, oh, like, who you train with? He told me some DB coach name he was training with. And um, when I saw him out there, I was like, man, he still needs a lot of work. I don't know if he's really training with somebody. And so I think I pounded. I think I, I, I was on. I think I was on you guys for like maybe two or three weeks, maybe a couple months before I. I think you were talking to Ayanda because I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know about you um, just yet. I yeah. hadn't. I hadn't found out yet. But so, Ayanda spoke to you, yeah. and you know, Ayanda and I have a long-standing relationship. But like, I don't always listen to him oh, immediately. Okay. Yeah. So sometimes, depending on what was hey, happening, time. I was like, "Ciao." Yeah. I, had, I think I just had a baby. Probably, oh, yeah. I, I was so, just yeah, like. Yeah. And so I'm not going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? We gotta we gotta go over here. I can't do yeah. it. I'm tired. You know. So talk about that. Yeah. yeah. So it was uh, it was well, I courted him for like a while. So um, and I, I mean it had to be like two or three months. And I finally got an opportunity to get an evaluation. And I got a chance to meet this uh, Miss Taylor Esquia, and um, and we had a great evaluation. I think it was going into his junior year or something. Was it going into his junior? It might have been just after his junior year. It was just after his junior year. Going to his senior year. Yeah. I think around a track season or something. Yes, like that. and he was running track, and yes, we did. That's what it go. was. So okay. he was running track. Yes, and we had talked to his track coach about yeah. him training yes. at DB, and she was like, "What does that mean?" And I was like, "Well, you know, DBs go backwards. He has uh-huh. to learn how to do." She said, "Backwards? Oh no, that's gonna mess up his hamstrings." I was like, "It's a wrap. <laughs> we'll see him whenever we can see him. We got track to do." Yeah. But then, like you know, I was like, "Okay, we gotta find a way to do both of these things." And so we snuck, yeah. and and finally, you know, they yeah. got to get to. That's what happened. And so, and so, basically, through some development, you know, she got him there. I mean, it was, I think it was doing like twice a week for a while. Yeah, I think I um, they took him the first time, yeah. and then I saw this video. Oh yeah, I, that's the, that's what happened. Evaluation. Yeah, you do an evaluation, and um, Ayende sent me this video, and I was like, "Who is that? Is that my baby?" <laughs> I was like, "Yo, okay, fine, okay, we'll do this. This is serious. Like, yeah. he's really good." And I was, I could hear your voice, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yes, mm-hmm. he needs that, he like did. that, 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 that." And um, yeah, so you started closing some yeah. of the gaps, and some yeah. of the gaps were. Well, I mean, he didn't know how to really backpedal. I mean, he was really athletic, so the things I asked him to do, he can really pick it up really fast. But he just didn't know what to do. Right. And so uh, I taught him how to backpedal, all that good stuff, the fundamental stuff. Then I taught him how to play man-to-man. And then we started really finding that he's really competitive. Yes. Know, you got to hit the right buttons. Yes. <laughs> yes. So He's an intense, intense mama, yeah. intense baby. Yeah. yeah. Right? yeah. So yeah. the dog is there. We just got to hit the right buttons. And so I started teaming with the buttons and trying to figure out what they hit and how they hit it. And then, you know, lo and behold, I mean, everything we've all dreamed of in this we, case, Yeah, he went, yeah. We, and then, I mean, he became a dog. Yeah. You know, a real dog. And so, uh, so I'm really excited. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, he. Favorites. we love Vic a lot. He definitely changed my baby from being an athlete, just an athlete who uh-huh. loved football yeah. into really being a good damn DB. Yeah, like know. he's... I'm not just saying this, but he's pretty special. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and there's so much more to come. There's Now there's upside, though. Oh, yeah. That's my biggest piece is like, yeah. oh, okay, if we could do this this fast, right, then then we can do a lot so, in, in the near future. So, of course, the goal for him, uh, you know, my goal for him is to take him to the next level because he has to a next level ability. So um, that's our goal now. So now he's at a, a university that, that gonna, that's going to fit him and his skill set. I think does. so. Yeah, um, he plays man to man a lot in this in this uh, this defense here at this university, and so uh, um, it's going to be a really good situation for him, uh, which is going to be a really good situation for us. And so yeah, so so I'm excited. I want he can go to the next level. He can play on the next level and thrive in the NFL. 
And so I want to make sure he does that. So. Can we get back to the NFL, please? <laughs> we miss you, NFL. Yes, we miss you exactly. in CAA Spring Ball. Yes. Um, so thank you so much. I appreciate thank you, you, so you know, for, for coming and being candid and, yes. and super honest with the babies and the parents and everybody. And we will absolutely, you will see a lot of him right. um, because he's the guy. He's our guy. <laughs> and so um, I hope that you guys can get some dope takeaways from this. Um yes. I will have it on YouTube at some point okay. and I'll cut it up in slices so okay. that Vic can, can distribute it as he sees fit. But um, thank you. Thank you so, thank much. You so much. I love you. Thank you.